It's Friday the 3rd of March and welcome to Afternoon Sport. You're with me, Catherine Alcorn, and I am, of course, joined by my co-host, Shane Lee. Hello, legend. Kath, how are we? It's Friday and the exciting on for the weekend. Woo, yes, actually. Uh, My partner and I are heading down to Hickson House tonight. We're going on a gin distillery tour. Wow. So it could end in tears, the date. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually got one of my best girlfriends. She cannot drink gin. She says, if I have one glass, I'm in a flood of tears. That is not my situation. Just like bourbon, you could put me on a drip and I am sweet, my friend. So I'm really looking forward to that, actually. We're going to be taken on a on a tour of Hickson House and then we're going to have a spot of dinner afterwards. So that's something Lovely. to look forward to. Great way to start the weekend. Yes, we'll see how tomorrow pans yeah. out, but um, it's a good, good way to start our Friday. Well, today on the show, we'll be talking cricket, Australia's best paid female athletes. Mm. Woo! Uh, AFL as the pre-season games begin, NRL boxing and more. Stay with us. Whether it's for early morning coffee and pastries, long business lunches or post-work cocktails, head to District Brasserie in Sydney CBD. With a modern Australian menu created to hero locally sourced produce and a unique offering of charred meats cooked on a custom-built charcoal oven. Situated on the ground floor of Chifley Tower, District Brasserie is open from 6.30am Monday to Friday for breakfast, lunch and dinner. District Brasserie, sophisticated yet casual. Afternoon Sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email Hello at afternoonsport.com. All right, well, we're going to kick off with the cricket today. India versus Australia, the third test, day two from indoor. Australia is only chasing 76 runs, Shano, to win. But the way India is going, this will be a mountain to climb. This is Australia's Everest. Yeah, look, it's it's our best chance. We've had uh, two really good days of cricket. Um, India winning the toss. We bowled them out for 109 uh, first innings and then 163 in the second innings. Um, Nathan Lyon on fire, taking eight for 64 of 23 overs. To go, Incredible. Yeah, to go with his three for 35 in the first innings. Amazing effort from him. And, um, yeah, we only need 75 runs to win this test. I dare say oh. that will be the hardest 75 runs that we will probably ever chase. But <laughs> Nails listen, will be bitten all around the country yeah, today. Look, it'd be, it'd be a horrible loss if we get bowled out for less than 75. So you have to say Aussie's a favourite. But we'll wait and see. Probably get them eight down, I'd say. <laughs> well, still in India now, where the umpires are copying it too, the DRS's diabolical decision after the umpires' brutal snubbing of Aussie bowlers is stunning cricket fans all over the world. Yeah, it was a real strange one, this one. It was Cam Green and, um, yeah, it, it was clearly not going to hit the stumps. But for whatever reason, it, the the review, uh, the DRS said it was. And, um, yeah, a lot of people were quite confused, I think. We've got to be careful with technology. When it works well, it's great. But sometimes we've got to use some common sense, and that clearly was not going to hit the stump. So, but the rules are the rules, I suppose. It's a tough mm. one. The Aussie batting prodigy, Will Pukowski, locks in a comeback game. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a real tough one for this kid. He's, he's now 25. He sort of burst on the scene when he was like 18 and 19, a real batting prodigy. Um, and he's had a number of concussions, like real bad concussions, um, and he's taken also taken mental health breaks a number of times. Um, for more reports, he's in he's in pretty good spirit. His form's good. He's now been picked in the second eleven 
um, side. But look, this kid's already played one test and did pretty well when he played. Um, but for whatever reason, he just can't string enough good games together without either getting hit in the head um, or, you know, actually having some, some problems mentally. Um, so I wish him all the best because he's a really, really good kid and he's, he's hanging around and, and maybe maybe 25 now. He's a bit old, a bit wiser. Maybe things might be better for him. Well, moving on to the ladies now. This is the best story yeah. that I'm going to read this week. How good's this? The Australia's best paid female athletes revealed. Minji Lee, Ash Barty, top of the list. How good is this? And what took so long? It's amazing, isn't it? If you look at particularly the female cricketers, um, from where they've come from only in a few mm. years where they were pretty much getting paid nothing, they were taking leave from work and, and doing it for the love. Alyssa Healy's earning between four seventy five and five fifty now, which is really good money. Um, young tennis player Astra Sharma, she's on five fifty. Ash Gardner, the cricketer, she's making close to a million dollars now. Off the back so of the she IPL. should be. Yeah, so well, she should be. Yeah, well done to her. Sam Kerr, our footballer, she's on one point seven five million. Ash Barty made seven point five last year. That baby's that baby's going to have a couple of cute outfits, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what, why she hung the boots up? Good on her. But uh, and then you got the golfer Minji Lee, who's who's making ten point five million dollars last year. It's big, big numbers. So go girls. Absolutely, and a lot of that also yeah. comes from endorsements as well. Is that right? That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a combination. Particularly with the tennis players, um, the majority of the of the um, Ash Barty and Minji Lees would come from from prize money. So, uh, yeah. can I also just ask? It, be, now that this list has been revealed, is this showing that the interest in female sport by viewers is really it's ramping up as well? Because that's obviously reflective of the viewership, then the sponsorship investors, stakeholders, all of that sort of stuff? Yeah, but big time. Particularly, look, it's always been quite strong in tennis and mm. golf. Um, they've, they've always been close on parity with pay, not all over the over – the, but in the ATP, the, the main events it is. But cricket um, and surfing, you, those girls are really getting up there now. They are. Like, to earn over half a million dollars for something you love, it's a, it's a, nice, it's a nice earn. And, um, you know, good on them for uh, – and, and they'll – be able to earn them more money after they finish as well because they've got profile by playing on TV and they'll, they'll be able to make a good career of it, commentating or whatever they decide to do. Oh, just like you. Look at this. We're, yeah, we're, yeah. we're filming from home today. Not only did I need to get up and shower, I had to clean the bloody house. You, you've got your lovely pool out the back there. All right, well, we're going to move into uh, to head trauma in sport and former Collingwood AFLW player Emma Grant has lodged a court claim against the Magpies over the concussion and the lack of care. Yeah, well, this is always going to happen, mm. wasn't it? Um, and she believes that the Magpies, when she was vice-captain of the um, Collingwood AFLW team, that the way she was handled after a severe concussion was inappropriate and wasn't done properly, and that led to her career ending a lot earlier than she wanted to. And she basically said there was no duty of care there. So... Uh, the first sort of case of this um, that we're about to see, and I, I dare say there'll probably be many to follow. And ahead of a class action that's going to be brought against the AFL as well. Mm. So that'll be interesting to see where that goes. Well, stay with us because we'll be talking AFL, NRL, boxing and more. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. 
Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. to the AFL now. Collingwood has narrowly ousted Hawthorne by six points. Well, Collingwood, remember last year, they they were winning games by one or two points yeah. quite often. So they've got a knack of winning these close games. They're doing it again. Um, this is obviously just a pre-season game, but that, they beat the Hawks by six points. Um, young uh, Patrick uh, Lipinski uh, has dislocated his shoulder again. Poor kid. Um, so and he already had it taped during the game as well. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's not a good sign. That keeps dislocating and popping out. It's not great for his for his future. But they look pretty good, Collingwood. Uh, Jordan Degoe, um, he's had all these problems on and off the field, um, but he was fantastic. Thirty-one disposals. Looks like he looks very fit, and it's going to be great in the midfield there for Collingwood this year. Well, Carlton's Carlton. I'll start that again. Carlton's salary cap squeeze is at an all-time high as we head into the twenty twenty-three season. And will De Koning be poached? Well, potentially, but they don't seem to have any room <laughs> at all because <laughs> what, what what Carlton have been doing over the last sort of 10, 15 years is rebuilding, rebuilding. So they keep re-signing the same bunch of guys. Mm. But after signing um, uh, Harry McKay, uh, Charlie Curnow, Patrick Cripps and Sam Walsh, the big four there, mm. there ain't much meant much bucks there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty so hard to rebuild. the squeeze is on, the big squeeze. The, squ- the squeeze is on and... Um, yeah, maybe they'll find some money somewhere, but uh, yeah, those boys would take the majority of the of the salary cap. Well, Sydney stars Callum Mills and Tom Papley will miss the Swans' final practice game against Carlton on tonight. Your dear old Swannies, Shano, what's going to happen? Uh, oh, look, the big oh, sigh. Just got a, I, yeah, I've got, a, I've got a funny feeling with my Dragons, the George Dragons and my Swans this year, I'm going to kick a few TVs in, <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the Swans did so well last year and... Um, but already, so Callum Mills and Tom Papley will miss um, the final practice game. Um, they'll be fine for round one. Mm. But we're already three players from the grand final last year are already ruled out for, for round one. Um, that's Tom Hickey, uh, Robbie Fox and Ro- uh, Ryan Clark. So they've got a variety of injuries. But, uh, yeah, so already ruled out for um, round one, which is not great. It's not. But he's not. But he's not fit. Come on, Swans. Oh, come on, Swannies. You can do it. Uh, over to the NRL now and plenty of action in the mm. Storm versus Eels game. Yeah, it was a good game of footy last night. Um, a lot of people were tipping Parramatta to win this one. Yeah. But Melbourne, Melbourne got the job done again. They won 16-12. to 12. The big news coming out that Munster, their, their star player for the Storm, he uh, suffered with a compound dislocation of his finger. Yeah. He went, he went off and came back on and played. He went back on. He was yeah. getting it. Well, he, they said, you know, he's got to be on the field if they want to take it. Yeah, exactly right. And um, he's he's a tough boy to do that because that would be a lot of pain. But um, surely that won't keep him out too much this season. And Penrith coach Ivan Cleary says predictions are worthless as the 2023 season begins, but he's still got his eye on the win. Yeah, well, obviously um, they're going for the three-peat, three in a row, the Panthers, and, and a lot of talk about they've lost a lot of players over the preseason – 
they won't be as good. And he just said, look, all this chat's worthless. And so he's just pumping these guys up. They've got a very, very good uh, bunch of young kids coming through the Panthers. So um, will they win three in a row? I don't know, but they'll, they'll definitely be the top four. Oh, got to keep it positive. Mm. All right, over to boxing now. And Tim Zhu is confident that he will get the big KO of Tony Harrison. I'm excited for this match in Sydney. Yeah, it's funny. Look, Tim Zhu, you can see his promoters, the guys over there, um, are trying to get him to, to say a lot of stuff. I don't think it's in his nature. He's, he's, not, he's not a bit – I think he's a bit of a quiet achiever. So he's coming out saying all these big things. Well, he said he's, gonna, he's confident he's going to knock his opponent out, Tony Harrison. Uh, in, in the first couple of rounds, will he do it? Okay, mate. Well, let's let's see it. So, he, so he's talking it up, and um, but he's he's not, he's not a huge puncher. He's the sort of guy that wears him down. But uh, anyway, he's talking the talk. Let's see if he can walk the walk. March a- eleven. Absolutely, and this is hilarious. Jake Paul's three hundred and sixty thousand dollar <laughs> tattoo vanishes during the fight with Tommy Fury. Where's the ink? Like what? What one hit and the tap falls off? What's happened? Yeah, so there's a, a bottle of vodka on his arm, and then they realised right. when they were actually fighting it wasn't there so <laughs> maybe he's not as stupid um he's, he's a great promoter this guy he can do it and uh he's obviously hasn't it must have been fake ink i don't, I don't know uh, or, or he dragged well, the bottle off his arm i don't know one or two well <laughs> and then after the match he hit his instagram and uh he lost the match by the way yeah. he, he lost the fight yeah. but then he, he was on instagram fake crying and saying oh you know it, it, even though you lost i still made 30 million dollars so he always looks on the bright side of life, <laughs> does. does Jake Paul. He does. And Shano, that is it That's for it. Afternoon Sport today. We've we've ramped through it. Make sure you guys hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. And a big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, if you're having a pun on the weekend, sign up to the Elite Bet app. Um, fantastic bunch of guys there. You can have a bet on all the races, all the sport over the weekend. Of course, gamble responsibly. And, of course, thank you to our producer, Dan McHugh. We'll be back on Monday with your daily dose of sport. Have a great weekend, Shano. Yeah, you too. Take care, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like Lunch with Lee. Former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians, and more about sports, music, and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon Sport.